you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, Dr. Vivian E. Moore. I hope everyone had a great week. I hope you are having a fantastic weekend. Um... Last week was, it was just so good um, just to be able to have a vacation and um, to do nothing really because I needed a rest and I took a long rest. But coming back to work was, um, (laughs) let's just say it was um, just a little bit um, tasking. I'll just say that much, but anyway, um, I, I always have fun and, um, and I'm never tired when it comes to doing this show. I look forward to it each and every Saturday and I hope you do too. All right. So without further ado, let's get straight to today's show. All right. The title of today's show is straight with no chaser. And the topic is tips for a great book description. All right. Um, the phrase <laughs> less is more is on point. Uh, sometimes we tend to overdo things. We all know what overcooked food tastes and how it looks and not very appetizing, right? So we don't want to do that when it comes to writing a great book description or synopsis. Um, you know, um, we need to keep that in mind, um, as it deals with books, writing and synopsis and, and book descriptions. Okay. So saying too much is like spilling the greatest of secrets. Um, after all loose lips have sunk plenty of ships. Fortunately, the Titanic is omitted from this type of blunder. And I hope that you will be omitted from it as well. So you've listened to, uh, reporters, uh, they set up a scene and they tell you what happened and who was involved in less than two minutes, but they always follow up with more details that are yet to come. So we always look for that. So they know exactly what to say, um, to, to hold your attention and to keep you there. Even long after those 120 seconds have passed, you stay tuned in to the rest of the newscast because you want to know what happened and how it happened and, and, and everything that was involved with that. Okay. So think of that. Uh, when you are writing a book synopsis or a book description. Okay. So straight away, you don't want to miss one moment and you stay tuned for the entire story. When you set your, um, your book description and your synopsis up that same way. Okay. Um, the biggest problem with writing a synopsis and book description is saying too much, not knowing when to stop and giving too much away in the details. You don't want to do that because if you tell the story, um, in that synopsis or the book description, what's the point of reading the book? They know everything that's going to take place. So they'll shelve that one and go to the next one. Okay. So you don't want to do that. You never want to make that mistake of giving away too much, just enough, but never too much. Okay. 
how do I fix that? Well, you might ask, <laughs> well, I'm here to help you solve this problem if you haven't figured it out already, okay? So I understand how much of a task it is to um, explain as much as possible in the shortest way possible. And I know a lot of times that's easier said than done um, because we tend to, you know, just ramble on and on and on and on when it's not necessary. Um, you have to learn how to, um, you know, to, to pick up the little tidbits and, uh, you know, you want to make it tasty. It's like making a, um, making, um, a, a dessert or, or maybe setting up and, you know, an appetizer tray or something like that. So, you know, you always want to, you know, add tasty little tidbits, but not enough for your guests to fill up on. So they just pass on the whole, on the whole meal. You don't want to do that. And that's the same way with writing a synopsis or a book description. You want to give just enough, you know, to, to let them get the flavor, but not enough to, uh, to not want to take the meal or read the book afterwards. Okay. So, um, the, the first lesson of writing an excellent book description or synopsis is keeping it short and sweet. Okay. Of course, um, you need to make it intriguing, uh, without vomiting words. And I know that was gross, but it's still accurate on many levels because we tend to do that. And the best way to do it is to practice, you know, write a synopsis, write a book description and, um, and, and just practice until you get it right. Because my mother always said practice makes perfect. And that is the truth. It is the absolute gospel truth. Um, you know, if you practice something enough sooner or later, you will perfect it. You truly will perfect it. Okay. So, um, let me, let me let you in on a little secret. And it isn't really a secret because if you've already written your first or 50 books by now, then you know how to write descriptively. So that's one of the key elements in writing a good book description or synopsis. You want to be descriptive. Okay. Now think of it as a movie set. And the first scene is crucial to every other in the whole movie. So you want to enable the audience to visualize the story without too much detail, but just enough to hook them. You get it? You gotta hook them. It's like those, um, my uncles and my brothers, when they, when they would go fishing, they would always take the, the best bait with them because they knew which bait the fish liked. So they knew that if they, if they took something, um, you know, that was different than what they've used before, they were not going to get any bites. Therefore they weren't going to catch any fish on that day. But when they took the, took the perfect bait, uh, on those fishing trips, guess what? They came back with, I don't know, bukus of fish. Um, because that was, that was a good day. That was a good fishing day for them because they made it tasty for the fish because they knew exactly how to entice them to hook them. So that's what we need to do too. Okay. We need to learn how to do that. So what comes next is equally important because that, um, with any story, what would it be without some conflict? Okay. All right. You know, I'm not the messy type. I don't like mess, you know, and I tend to stay away from people who are messy, but 
I like a little conflict, especially when I'm writing my stories. You need that. It's important. It's, it's, <laughs> it is an important element in any story. You got to have some conflicts. Okay. So remember that. So now follow me as I add a few details to help aid the story along. All right. So I always find it helpful um, to tell the story in the present tense. Okay. That immediate action helps readers understand who is speaking, what is being said and when, okay? And sometimes even why, okay? The goal is to keep things engaging throughout the beginning, middle and the end of the description. That is so vital. Um, I cannot tell you how vitally important that is. You may, um, you know, if you're a novice at this, then, you know, you may not know all the quirks that's involved with writing synopsis and, and, and book descriptions. And, you know, so you may have to Google uh, just to set you on the right track, you know, to try to get as much information as you can um, to help you along the way. And uh, so, I mean, you want to educate yourself. That's important. And, uh, and if you need to look at a few samples, you know, we talked about this last week or maybe the week before we talked about it, um, you know, um, having, having the right, um, you know, the right amount of words, the right amount of information, um, you just, sometimes you just got to practice. You just have to go out there and educate yourself and as find as many examples as you can. Don't copy them. Please don't do that. Okay. And we don't want you, uh, <laughs> accused of plagiarizing because that would not be good. But, um, but still, you know, to look at those and maybe, you know, make comparatives, you write yours and you look at some of those that have already been written out there and just compare yours to those and take notes and, uh, and just improve in all the places where you need to improve. Okay. Just use it as a guide. Um, and don't, you know, please, please, please. I'm telling you, please do not copy and paste that, you know, into your book synopsis, just changing, you know, just different things. Um, don't do that because that's stealing. All right. You don't ever want to do that. You want to be original in what you do. Um, and you want to start out that way. You don't want to make a name for yourself, uh, for the wrong reasons. Okay. So don't do that. All right. But, um, but, um, usually if you can keep it, um, to a few paragraphs or, or one page, then you're doing great. Um, however, uh, most publishers or agents, they suggest around 500 words. Um, usually that's enough. Um, because like I said before, and I've said many times, uh, before today that, um, um, publishing, publishers and publishing agents. That's the first thing they look at. That's their first introduction to your work. And so if your synopsis or your book description is well written, then they know that you can write. Um, and, and not to say that, you know, if you're not very good at writing uh, book synopsis and uh, book descriptions, it doesn't ne uh, necessarily mean that you're a horrible writer because it doesn't because a lot of people struggle with that. And I struggle with that. And I've admitted that many times before um, that I struggle with that because, um, you know, maybe maybe one book description or, or one book synopsis was easy, you know, was easier to write than maybe all the other ones that, that you need to, to, to write. But, um, you know, the secret is to just take your time and read over it make sure that, um, that there are no misspelt words and that you have not overused words because that's important too. Okay. So, um, you need to make sure that you go over it, go through it with a fine tooth comb. My mom always used to say, um, to make sure that you have not, 
um, overlooked anything. All right. So, um, just make sure you do that first before you release it. Okay. Into the world, <laughs> make sure you do that. And, uh, remember it's essential, um, to understand the difference, uh, between a summary, a synopsis, and let me throw something at you, a blurb. Okay. And to help you keep all three of these straight, here's the definition. Okay. A summary means an abstract or condensed presentation. In contrast, a synopsis is a brief summary of the significant points of the story and a blurb works more like an hors d'oeuvre or a sample. Uh, it's not enough to fill you up, but just a taste of what's to come. Okay. So if you can keep those three things in mind, then you, you are on the right path. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to do today. I'm trying to make sure I set you on the right path. Um, you know, get you started uh, with a great outlook. All right. So, and, and I hope that what I said today was clear as mud. Okay. <laughs> I hope that I haven't confused you further and I hope that this information was helpful and, um, and valuable to you as well. Um, you know, I wish I had someone in the beginning, uh, when I first started out as a writer to give me tips and, and things of that nature, but we've come a long way, um, you know, with, with the internet and things of that nature, with people putting information out there. Um, you know, when I, when I started, uh, of course you had chat rooms and things of that nature, but, um, you know, uh, Google was not, um, I don't even know if it was in play way back then, but I am so glad that it is a very useful tool right now. And so I utilize it as much as possible. And I, and I advise you to do the same because there is a lot of use for information and tools out there, uh, for people who know what you struggle with because they've struggled with it themselves. Chances are. And so they've, uh, put out there, you know, uh, they, they've, um, they put it out there, uh, on, uh, websites and on blog sites and on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, you know, it's all out there in the, in the atmosphere. All you have to do is look for, you can just type in a keyword, uh, most times and it'll take you exactly to where you need to go. Okay. So make sure you utilize, um, all of those tools that are out there on the internet that are designed to help you along the way. All right. And, uh, and so when you're ready to write a book description or a synopsis, you'll be better equipped to make yours shine and a standout. Either way, I wish you all the success in the world. All right, so that is our show for today. And before I let you go, I want to make sure that I give you uh, these URLs because I want to keep you coming back to Book Chat each and every Saturday at 6. And uh, and I want to help you uh, with how to find the show. So, of course, the first one is for Spreaker. It is https colon forward slash forward slash www.spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash author Vivian anymore. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. And Instagram is by invitation only. And also uh, you can check out my website that is at, um, author Vivian um, dot, uh, uh, dot com or author Vivian I'm sorry, author shepherd.com. Okay. Sorry about that for that blunder. All right. And also, um, if you listen to the show, then every week you hear me, uh, shout out my blog as well. And that is at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash, uh, Vivian dot blogspot.com. And, uh, if you don't have Spreaker, 
Well, don't despair because there is more than one way to listen to Book Chat, all right? Of course, there's Spreaker, but there is also Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, YouTube, SoundCloud, Saven. that is J-I-O-S-A-A-V-N, Audible.com, Verbal, that's spelled V-U-R-B-L, and last but not least, Luminary. Okay, so those are all the places where you can listen to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore each and every Saturday at 6. Okay, all right, so tomorrow is Worship Day. It's the third Sunday. It's come as you are. I look forward to those Sundays as well because you can dress down and be more comfortable to listen to the Word if you are in the brick and mortar uh, buildings. And if you're still at home uh, listening by way of telephone or over um, some other visual aid uh, on your laptop, or computers or sometimes even television screens um, just remember for those who are actually in the brick and mortar building to be safe because COVID has not went anywhere so we want you to be safe and take all of the necessary precautions to stay that way and um, you know to keep those around you and also your family uh, safe because you don't want to bring anything back to your family, to your loved ones. Okay. And, uh, and also invite your neighbors, your family members, of course, your friends and children to listen to those, uh, weekly sermons, because, you know, if you're like me, you need that dose, you need that pickup. And, um, you know, I always say that, that, um, I need to go see the doctor. And so that's Dr. Jesus. Okay. But anyway, I need that, that, that shot each and every week to, to build me up, to pick me up, to lift my spirits. And, uh, and, and I want you to feel that way as well. And also it is also so vitally important to tell those around you how much you care about them. So on that note, I love you. I hope you love me back until the next time you hear my voice. God bless you and goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. you. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.